Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 3rd. This is episode 164. I am Tony on a spare microphone. I am Dennis on a microphone Tony got me for Christmas, but my real Christmas has not yet begun, maybe. No, not trust closer. me, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> no, no one knows what we're talking about. Yeah. We've missed the ability to do April Fool's yet again. I know. One of these days. We last saw each other actually a week ago because it was Texas Pinball Festival. Yes, but, but the listeners don't, and we'll get in. Don't you guys? Got shh, shh. Don't worry, we're going to talk about Texas Pinball Festival, and we've got video game stuff. It's not just going to be a pinball episode, right? It's going to be a normal episode, but like we would normally do with a normal episode, we go over what's been going on. So aside from TPF, Tony, what's been going on? Well, I being environmentally conscious mm-hmm. and not wanting to bother my 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 spouse and children turned my computer off before we left to go to TPF. You probably and you saved them $50 in power. Yes, some I'm sure I saved them 50 something cuz that's power. really more of a command center than it is a computer. Computer sounds like a guy that's got like a a mini tower and then maybe one or possibly two monitors. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, so you turned it off. So uh, I, I turned it off, and then came back, got home on Sunday, and I sat down, and I I, I hit the power button to bring my computer online, and it, it, it wouldn't turn on. Oh, the whole computer would Well, no, the computer turned on, but the monitors were just garbage. Oh. So. All of them. All two of them. Yes. Both of the monitors were trash, and no matter what I shifted to, they were trash. Everything was trash. So. I just shut it down and was like, I'll work on it tomorrow. Because it, was, it wasn't like terribly late, but I hadn't seen my family. So I went and was doing family stuff Sunday night. So I start working on it Monday morning. And immediately, I have a couple ideas. I'm working on it. And then I fall down, like you do. I fell over. I oh, fit- no. I fit- That's my Austin Power. Yeah. I'm sick, so. <laughs> right into to let me know just how not British that Austin Powers was. You're like, just enjoy the vocal fry. It's all I've got left. All right, so you fell. I fell. I this fell. This doesn't anything to do with the monitor. Or did well, they trip you? They didn't the- trip me. I was I was working on them, and I went to sit down in my chair, and my chair had moved a little bit. So when I started to sit on it, it shot out and slammed into the oh, wall, and I slammed it right, and I slammed into the ground flat on my back, and laid there for a while. And had an extended discussion if we needed to call nine one one because I was in so much pain. And oh, so others were there. Yes, they, they yeah. went, they I was went literally to... getting ready to take the kids to school and drop them off oh. at school, and then I like was laying there in massive pain. Uh, and then I was like, "No, I think I'll be okay." So, so, so my wife took the kids and went to school, and I laid on the floor for a while. <laughs> and then eventually, I uh, got out. Now, this is a just as a just as a hint. Normally. When you're fine, you don't lay on the floor for an extent. Well, I mean, I do like normal because my back hurts in, in furniture. I'll often lay on the floor because it's so flat. Right. That it makes my back feel good. But I'm not lying there in pain. I'm lying there in comfort. Right, right. No, I, I was lying there in I can't stand up right now. Right. Maybe when you, you get back from dropping the kids off at school, you were I'll, thinking I'll be okay. about all those stocks you could have bought in Life Alert. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking about it's like I, I, I spent the whole weekend. At TPF, and I walked around, and with my new 
with my new shoes. You had like fancy and shoes all my and stuff. stuff. You were I'm, I'm, I'm compared su- to Expo. You were you were super mobile. Yeah, I was. We I was super miles. mobile. My feet didn't hurt. My legs didn't hurt. I felt great. We went to a we went to a Latin cuisine restaurant. Everyone else was complaining about how long the walk was, and Tony's like, "What are they talking about? What is wrong with these?" It's like people? we do this walk every we do this walk we every this year. Walk. This walk is a ritual. <laughs> It's, it's like it's a mile. Of it. It's like a mile. It's 15 <laughs> minutes. So I spent most of the rest of the week like on the couch or, or, or just wiped out. Mm. I did not work on my computer anymore until like this morning. Oh, yeah. So back to the computer story. <laughs> Have you solved the problem? I've solved the problem. I had to I had to change cables to something that could not handle the refresh rate because my monitors are 144 hertz monitors. I had my refresh rate at 144 hertz. So I switched HDMI cables, which can't handle 144 hertz, which forced it down, which made the monitor forced down worked. So I went in and I reset everything to 120 hertz on both monitors. They're fine. Went back to the digital. It's fine. For whatever reason, the monitors can't handle 144 hertz. So you're you're back to using the traditional cables too. No, I went back to my old, my fancy digital cables. I just turned the hertz down. They work fine. Oh, 120 okay. hertz. Okay, so it's not the cables. Then. It's not the cables. And it's it, not the port because you're using the same ports now. It's right. just the refresh rate. It's just the refresh rate. Huh. I don't know if it's something on the like if that graphics rate. card just can't handle that refresh rate anymore because I've had it for a few years or if the monitors can't handle that refresh rate anymore. Both of them going out at the same time. Right. Even if you buy, I mean, it's like, it's so, like you buy a light bulb, you buy a pack of light bulbs. They don't, even if you put them in at the same time, they don't burn out at the same right. time. Right. I bet you. It's a chip on the graphics card. There's got to be something. That's my guess, is that it's something on the So you know what that means? Time for a new card. $5,000. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like what it is now. That's why why I was like, oh, look, it works at 120 hertz. It's okay. I don't need to change nothing. 120 hertz is fine. It's Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. I mean, I'd I'd pulled the graphics card out, and I'd done all sorts of stuff, but... Yeah, that's that's I, that was that. But since I had no computer, I played zero games. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I played pay, played I paid I played Balloons Tower Defense on my tablet a little bit. Right, right. Well, that's not a computer game; that's a tablet. Right. Uh, otherwise, I read, and that was most of it. I did. I mean. Since I had no computer, I wasn't sitting at the computer, which means I didn't do what I normally do at the computer most of the time, which is scroll news. So it was actually probably really good for my mental health overall Mm. because I just streamed movies and TV and stuff to the TV and didn't do my normal, you know. See how bad the world is. (laughs) See just what kind of a mess the world is. Yeah. I mean, it 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 all worked out. How's your back now? My back's pretty good now. Okay. It's been, I, I was by, by, by Thursday, I was back to my normal 75%. Well, it's definitely been an adventure, even post TPF for you. It was something. I would have been, TPF was so much fun, and then I fell and killed myself. Yeah. And the real world is like, bam, right in the face. Yeah. Shovel to the nose. That was actually my, I've got a dog bed, a wooden dog bed, and it's got a wooden corner, and it hit my ear. That's how close I was to landing on the wooden Ugh. corner of a dog bed, right where my spine joins my skull. So that would have been pretty bad. Yes. You Instead, probably... I just had massive pain. Yeah. Massive pain. Was... That went away. Yes. As opposed to away. no pain. Yes. <laughs> or anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the risks of wooden dog beds. 
Don't underestimate them. How have you been? Uh, well, I actually, like many people at TPF, I got ill. The so con crud. I, yes, I have the, the infamous con crud. Those that remember the before times will remember that going to conventions <laughs> often meant you caught something at some stage. Herpes. Along your way. Yes. Possibly herpes. Possibly something else. <laughs> we don't know. So when we got back on Sunday, I felt fine. Monday, I was starting to, my voice was off, was off a bit, but I'd been talking so much at the conference, I just thought, and it could very well have been that my voice was worn out. Right. And I was sore, but that's not surprising after spending all day in the car. So I was just like, I went about my Monday, and Monday I took off because Tuesday through Thursday, I had another conference. This one, a work conference. To, which was even more fun. Which was even more fun. So, Tuesday when I drove out there, I was not feeling great. Now, Monday, I took a, I took a COVID test just because I was going to do that no matter how I felt on the theory that I should really take some measures to not get a public health conference <laughs> after I, after I, and in fact, I was on the planning committee for that conference. And one of the things we had discussed was what to deal with the mask situation. Because again, everything's so political. Right. The question that came up was how does it look if you have a public health conference and what its position is on masks? Like, are you sending a bad message? Are you not practicing what you preach? Now, masking in low transmission areas, such as where TPF was, was already removed as a recommendation by CDC. And I checked before we left. There was a low transmission area. So- Anyway, for the health conference, the idea was, well, we'll just give everyone in their bag at the registration COVID tests. And the idea will be everyone should self-COVID test every morning. So that was the that was their plan to solve that issue because it wasn't going to be practical logistically to run PCR tests on everyone <laughs> at the entrance or anything like that. That was just a little too much. We, we probably have the tests, but it was just too time. Anyway, COVID negative, go out there. But again, as we know, when you're not showing symptoms, antigen tests don't do a great job about detecting positivity. I have done five COVID tests now, thanks to all those free ones I had while I was at the conference. All of them have been negative. So con crud, possibly allergies. My eyes have been super itchy, which is usually the absolute telltale sign that I have an allergy issue. It could be both, though. Yeah. Honestly, it probably was. So I probably still don't sound great because my nose is kind of stuffy, but I don't feel bad anymore. But... Uh, so that conference was horrific because I just couldn't sleep. So I was operating on these, you, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. I'm waking up at all these hours and I have to get up early and then I have to socialize with these people and try and do all the work stuff. And I was facilitating one session. I was just going to go as an attendee and last minute I got shoved into facilitating one session. And then at the conference, they shoved me into moderating another session. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is not. This is not going to go great. As of the last day of it, I was feeling better. But anyway, I just made it annoying. And then Friday, all I wanted to do was sleep. But I didn't have Friday off. I had to work. So <laughs> so I got to work from home at least. I well, that's something. So as Tony can see, that's why I look totally trashed here. It's like, I haven't shaved in three days. I haven't had you to talk. You got bags under your eyes. I'm still not sleeping as well as I would like. Still wondering about the like 12 empty bottles of Jameson laying around yeah. and all the glitter. Glitter. I, I, you know how that stuff is. You can't ever vacuum it's it. True. Up. <laughs> it's true. Like, like, I think I still have glitter from my niece's stickers down in my game room from when she was five. So anyway, so that's basically been it. Uh, oh, in terms of I haven't played any games either. 
other uh, what I have done is while all this has been happening, TPF and all that, the big annual watch world convention in Geneva watches and wonders has been going on. It's actually still going on. It's like almost a week long, I think. So a lot of watch announcements have been coming out. So I have been doing videos for like, I just put out a second one last night. And so I'm going to have some content that I'll be able to go through for a while, which incidentally, this is about, it's been a year since I formed the channel. I'm about a hundred subs shy of being able to finally monetize that channel. Nice. (laughs) But, um, so I thought finally some content, because there just wasn't anything to talk about recently. So, Nobody um, wants to announce anything just before the big convention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Omega did, but right. But they don't. They don't do watches and wonders lately. They're trying to stand on the. I don't know if it's going to be like an E three thing or what. The watch <laughs> we world do our own thing at the, the same time. Yeah, Watch World didn't handle COVID very well uh, because they don't even handle online well. Like they're really bad at it. And yeah, they're trying to get better, but that is for another show, not this show. So speaking of this show, let's go ahead and let's go into the pinball segment. And pinball will entirely be Texas Pinball Festival, or TPF, for those that don't know what we normally abbreviate it as. So let's do a breakdown. So okay. you, you and I, we drove down on Thursday. <sighs> thank you. On Thursday, which is the day before the start. It starts in the early evening of Friday. Right. We found in our experience, we did that the first year. The first year. and. It's like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm tired. Because it's about it's about an eight-hour drive for us to... Right. Not counting stops. It's about eight hours just in the car. Overall, I think our, our trip down went, went fine. It wasn't eventful in any real way. Oklahoma remains the worst... This was true for the way, for the way back too. It remains the worst about construction. It always is. Yeah, I don't... It always... I don't know if it's just that Kansas and Texas don't do as much... Or if that Oklahoma's just really slow and bad about it? Well, I mean, I think the thing that confuses me is, and Kansas roads may not be as good as they used to be. We used to have a very good highway system. But most of our projects start in the summer. Mm-hmm. And they end usually in early to mid-fall before the snows start. I know Oklahoma gets less snow, but Texas gets less slow snow than Oklahoma does. Why are they doing projects in March? I don't understand yeah. it. If you know, write into the Collective Gamers Podcast at gmail.com. If you work for the Oklahoma Department of Transportation, <laughs> specifically if you are involved with letting projects, let us know what the logic is. Yeah. Now, just, just leave it off. It's just, it just really gets in our way in March. Yeah. Just, just yeah. stay off I-35. Now, it wasn't – it has not been as bad as it was the first couple of years we went. Right. Where they're now seeming to do like these little stretches where it's like a mile or two and then it's back and then you go for a while and then there's another little one-lane stretch. It wasn't like when oh, here's five or ten miles right. in one lane. At 15 mile an hour maybe. Though we did, we did yet again – I think I've seen this every time I've run into this in Oklahoma – Yet again, had an instance where there was a semi that was like, people ain't going to be zippering on me. I'm going <laughs> to drive in both lanes. Yep. That happens every time. So we get down there and, uh, you know, we go out to dinner with some, some people we know on, you know, we mentioned Glorious. That's where we like to go on Thursdays. And <clears throat> let's go ahead and go into people don't need our entire itinerary. So let's hit on some of the stuff we experienced at the show. And I think we should start with the P3 platform game weird al's museum of natural hilarity i'm, I'm gonna say it was the only new game i'm, I'm i know i'm discounting like 2.0 kits but in terms of a new full game reveal as i think of it weird al was the only one there right and you and i got to play it multiple times 
They had two available for play. One was an LE version and one was their standard edition version. And we played both of them. Correct. So, Tony, what were your thoughts on Weird Al? Obviously, we don't have a ton of time on it. The lines were massive. Yeah, they were. The, ma- the oh, lines that game were was, really big. That game was popular. Um, it was... I didn't I didn't mind it. It was it, it, it was fairly fun. Obviously the music was in the call outs that you could hear. It's it, hard it's, it's hard, hard in, in a con. It's always hard in the show. But what I could hear sounded really good. Uh it had some I, I activated an interesting mode where it was purely based around the L C D screen and the, a wall came up that Oh blocked. the ger- you did germs. I did germs and the wall when the wall came up it completely blocked so the upper play field right. so it was all about hitting targets that were moving around on the L C D screen. That was pretty cool. But all in all, I enjoyed the game. I still, even after playing it multiple times, I might like Heist better. I still think he- I like Heist a little better. Yeah, I actually um I mentioned similar on the last uh, episode of the pinball show, which I did solo after we got back from TPS. Right. Uh, and I, I gave I gave my thoughts on the game, and it's like, you know, without more time on both, it's really hard to pick. They're both good games. I think the layouts are, are designed well on yes. both of them. And I would say that uh, it's so, yeah, it's so tough. I guess my initial reaction is Heist as an overall package seems integrated better around the theme of it. Like, there's a plot to it. Right. Whereas Weird Al is oriented around the songs, much like a music pen would be. So instead of, you know, they have the museum as the linking matter, but the songs are so disparate from one another that when you're playing it, you're in a mode and you're experiencing that. and It's just a different experience. Right. And I like the more cohesive experience that Heist has with the story. You know, I prefer, but that's been true forever. I, I prefer story-based pens to music-based pens. And then, of course, the crane toy on Heist is just like, it's my like my most favorite toy ever. Right. Uh, conceptually. I just think it's, uh, it's I mean, this is really cool. <laughs> I, I distill it down to something so trite. It's cool. But, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's cool. This is a really, the engineering behind it's cool. The use behind it's cool. But we're not here to give a love fest on Heist. Um, but yeah, Weird Al I thought was quite impressive. And we talked to the, I mean, I didn't meet anyone at the show who, who didn't like Weird Al. There, there were people that didn't like the platform. Right. Like they're like, eh, they still didn't like how the flippers were. I, uh, st- the, I, I struggled it, I, with the upper flippers. Yeah. Uh, I see you want to, you want to touch on that. Well, I just, I did, I, I, I've never been happy with their little triple button flipper layout and the, and, I've never been real happy with the. I'd prefer to be able to stage the flippers off of one button than having separate buttons for everything. And I still think their flippers feel mushy. Mm. Oh, even with the even with the new kits, even with the new kits, it's better. But it's still, yeah, I it still feel like it doesn't have the kind okay. of snap I want. Yeah, I mean, they don't feel as snappy as Stearns to me. Uh, I but even the original P threes to me never felt mushy like how I felt with like JGP. JJ no, yeah, flippers. they're not. They're not that but, bad. But but others have said that they the I've met others like you that feel that they don't like the flippers very much. Yeah. You know, I've been curious to try because I I know you can go into the settings. Multiple people have told me you can go in the settings and set it so that you can use one button to work all the flippers. But my understanding, and someone can write in if I'm incorrect on this, but the way it's set up is you wouldn't be able to stage them if you do that. You'll push it, and then all of them will flip. And I don't know if I would want to sacrifice. Like I'm terrible at stage flipping 
like in the proper fancy pants right. pro player style where I've got balls trapped up and I'm I'm keeping the button halfway in so I can warp ramp on Star Trek and 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 do all the cool things. But where I do like it is I have done it in things like multiball when things are going and maybe I want to just keep one ball trapped and try and do a quick flick or something. Yeah. Um so I'm not sure. I I do think I'd probably just get used to using a couple buttons instead and, and coping with that. Uh, the main item I pointed out, which again, it wasn't about the weird out module itself, but those two upper flippers, because they're flush to be out of the way. Oh, that was, that's yeah. the most frustrating thing for me because I can't, I can't see the flipper unless right. I put my head to the side. Yeah, I don't it, it's play hard like to that. judge. You can kind of see there's a spot where you can kind of see where it, where the end of the flipper is, but it makes it very hard for me to judge where I am on the flipper when I go mm. to use it. So, so playing wise, that was really the, the, the negative, if we were to name a negative, that was the negative that stood out to me is I didn't enjoy my experience with those upper two flippers. And it was a visual thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a feel thing, but you know, that's the way I, I get the, uh, the engineering compromise they made there. Cause they don't want to make the owners take those flippers out all the time. Right. So they're putting a way to be unobtrusive and, and not interfere with the geometry. Uh, but I wonder over- if it would be, if it work out well, if the module actually had like markings to show at least where the flipper was. There was someone there. I can't remember who it was who told me that there was something that they were able to use visually on the, I thought, I don't remember if they said it was an error or what. I didn't see it. I didn't it notice it. And right. so, um, but, you know, again, old dog, new tricks sort of thing. Same like with the stage flipping uh, and the use of one button. Maybe I'm just too used to judging the ball off of being able to see where it is relative to the rubber around the flipper that I would never adapt to another visual cue anyway that I'm just, I'm too used to the old one. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty old. Uh, but overall, the game, I it's a gr- I think it was a great success. The show, uh, game of the show to me, easily, and the the crowds demonstrated it. I I'm sure it's going to do even better now for Multimorphic. Now already was doing well just off right. of the theme. I believe I read they're already out over a year now on orders. So it Good. sounds like it's it's performing very well relative to their capacity to build. So excellent. Uh, you know, I think this has put the company in, in an excellent position and uh, the experience. I mean, they were up most of the time. I only saw one. One of them was down the last day. The The non LE version was down right. for a little. I don't know if it was down very long. I just saw someone was working on it. But I mean, it's a serious stress test to put it at TPF. That yeah, ain't, that ain't no joke. I mean, I've had games at shows that are less popular than TPF and <laughs> manifested issues. So. And of course, Jerry's uh, P3s have been through the ringer before. I mean, he, I think he uses the same ones by and large, same platforms for the shows. I think. Right. So, I mean, they, they've taken a beating. They, they can hold up. So anyway, really good job. I thought out of multimorphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now here's a game that wasn't new to this show, but we finally, 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 finally we got to play, play them. We played them both Halloween and Ultraman. Let me tell you. Games like sold out in a day. Let me tell you. A day. All of you who successfully sold your spot in line on that game. Oh, man. You're so lucky. (gasps) That game is such a pile. Now, we've played them both. And as absurd as it seems, Ultraman is more fun. That doesn't mean it's fun. (laughs) 
It just means it's more fun. Uh, I, I think it is the better theme-wise of the two with how everything works and how everything looks and, 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 and everything going on. But, yeah. Ouch. What Do you think it's just theme or why do you think? I don't think it's just theme. I mean, theme. I do agree with you. I actually thought Ultraman felt better executed, but. Well, one of the things is like, like the uh, uh, the plastics on Halloween, I felt like hid the ball more often than they did on Ultraman. Oh, okay. So you would have bad timing or you if you weren't paying exact attention to the exact spot, you'd have a worse timing issues because the ball was just. You never, you didn't see it as much. Uh, both of them had like this plastic bridge thing, and I hit it a lot. This like just clear plastic piece. Oh, that's kind of over where the drops in the middle. Right. Were. I thought that was an air ball protector. I, I if it is, I hit it. <laughs> yeah, a I ton. Did too. I hit it a lot. I hit it a lot. <laughs> so either that game gets a lot of air balls, or that thing just hangs down too low. I don't know. But overall, neither of them were games that I would really want to go play a lot more. I didn't really enjoy either of them, but Ultraman, I thought, was better. Yeah. All right. Let me share some kindness. You be right. the second nicest person in pinball. Uh, I, I, I would be that regardless of how hard I am on Halloween and Ultraman. <laughs> Niceness has nothing to do with how you treat a machine. Okay. Oh, Oh, no. Commander Data, that is your name. Let's take you apart and make make humanity better. You're a machinist. All right. Art package on both. Not the screen. I'm talking art package on, like, the translite sides. Excellent. Yes. Excellent job. And I do prefer the Ultraman art package. I do, too. Even though I don't know know Ultraman, and I am a Halloween fan. Like, I own Halloween. I usually watch it approximately once a year. You know, it... And an Ultraman I'm on like, Easter, just to be yeah, just contrary. Easter, just yes, just like as I bite into those chocolate bunnies. I'm like, That's right. Go into that laundry room. All right. Um, I thought whoever I'm assuming it's a sound alike because uh, I can't imagine they got clips from the movie. But the Doctor Loomis sound alike for the callouts on Halloween, pretty good. I thought he sounded like. Dr. Loomis to me. I've so. not seen the movies in okay. so long. I, 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 thought the, I thought the Cowlots were good. And at least in terms of Ultraman, I thought the, the as near as I could tell, like the clip asset integration was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Those are my positives. That, that, that's about uh, it. Here's some stuff. I just, we are, you already touched on the, I guess it's the airball protector or the plastic break, whatever. All right. It was just, yeah, I was hitting it a lot, especially on Ultraman. I was hitting it a lot. That center ramp. It's so wide, but I like it's like rejecting all the time. Yeah, like eighty percent plus, and I'm like, I'm hitting it. I mean, I see the ball, ball go up, ball go down, knife go in, <laughs> guts come out. I, I, I just like, I don't. Is there something up there that's saying, oh, you're not, you haven't qualified this, and you can't? Or, or I, it felt like I was just bricking it, but it didn't look like I was. So right. I was very confused by that. Speaking of confusion, scoop shot on the right. This was just a, a, there was a flasher there on both. It was an exposed flasher on Ultraman. On Halloween, they had like a pump, a plastic pumpkin over it. Why does it flash at you after the ball goes in there? It's been a little bit. It flashes at that scoop, but then the ball comes out at the right flipper and not out of the, where the flashing is. Because they hate you? Yeah, I'm guessing it's to trick people. 
which is great all of one time. Right. And then it, it comes just rolling out of the out of the uh inlane of the right foot. I mean, here was the thing about not and the like, plastics over those inlanes mean you can't see nothing anyway. No, no, you have to you just have to be aware of the timing and the, but there is a flash that goes down there. It's yes. less noticeable because especially on Ultraman, and this is one of the instances where I'll probably say Ultraman was worse. Uh, well, there was, I do agree with you, it seemed like it was easier to see the ball on Ultraman, like they had less overall plastic. The flasher at the scoop, where the ball doesn't come out, was much more obtrusive because there was no cover over it. Right. Versus the pumpkin, which helped diffuse it. But the bottom line is, it was always easier to see that flash than the flash down by the sling. My point with this whining, this is our show, we can whine about what we want, is the whole purpose of a flasher at a point after a ball has been consumed by a scoop or a sauce or whatever, is to let you know where it's coming out at. So if the plan is, oh, I ha, 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 I tricked you, not only does that run counter to the purpose of it, the trick is stupid because after one time you know. See, that's right. the, I've, where people say they don't like, if you don't know where the ball's coming out, yeah, the first time. But at, after one ball, after ball one, I understood any of the three scoops on the left would then come out of a quote-unquote hidden feed at the left flipper, and the scoop at the right came out of a hidden feed at the right flipper. Right. So it was totally predictable, and there was no variance. That's not my biggest complaint, though. My absolute biggest complaint was those scoops, those four scoops, the three head scoops on the left and a little flat, I'm going to call it flasher scoop. Flasher scoop! Flasher scoop on the right. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> that this game was advertised as being a high flow game when it came out is oh, no absolutely kidding. laughable. This is the most stop and go game I think I have ever played because you are waiting. Oh my, the oh, Tony, the waiting. <laughs> it been eight of all year. It ha- I was just like, especially when you're like trying to activate hedge multi ball. And whatever the version is on, on Ultraman. I, I, I totally understood it. Really clear. There's a little stand-up by the hedge. You hit that, qualifies the lock. Then you go in the relevant scoop. You get all three of those scoops. You start your multi-ball. I think I did it on both games. I definitely did it on Halloween. Yeah, no, I must have did it on both games. I had a really good ball one the very first time I played Ultraman, which I played Ultraman after I had played Halloween, so I kind of knew the geometry already. Right. But it's like... What about when you're not the world's greatest player? So you're you're like a me, and you're like, oh, I need the top scoop. Oh, I got the middle scoop again. Well, let's sit here and wait and wait for that ball to go down, do whatever, come Get a up. massage, stop. From yeah, I think I, I heard something like they're like, and people um, people will know better. If that's I'm assuming that's where this elevator system is because you don't hear a, a vertical up kick. It's a quiet which goes up and, and releases that ball into the inline. But you're just waiting, just waiting, and it's like I missed my shot, but I got into a scoop because there's scoops everywhere. So I'm waiting. <laughs> then I go and I do I pass it over to the right flipper and I do the shot again. Oops, same wrong scoop. Or maybe a different wrong scoop. If I'm down to just one left, I have two wrong scoops over there. Let's wait again. And let's wait again. And you can't see the ball the entire time. So for me, at least, you really feel that you're waiting. Yeah. Really feel it. And that's my biggest complaint. Is yeah. I just felt like I was waiting the whole time to play pinball. Yeah, it was weird. I, 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 I activated a mode. And it started showing a scene from the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, okay, I'll just sit here. I'm not going to hit flippers and try and skip anything because whatever. It, I don't, it felt like it was like a 42 minute. It felt like I watched the movie. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was only like 30 or 40 seconds of this scene. And I'm just like, this is way too long. And then it dropped the ball into one of those weird places. So the flashers start going and the scene's still going on. And it's just like, what in the... Yeah, it, it was terrible. It, it, it was... How would you compare these games to Rob Zombie? Which I think we both would agree was oh, Spooky's worst game. Setting aside maybe some of the contract games, which we didn't have a lot of time on, like Jetsons. Rob Zombie's prettier. It's got better callouts. Honestly, I think it's more playable. Hmm. Yeah, I... um. I agree it has better callouts. I don't know if I'd say it's prettier. Like, I hated Rob Zombie's play field. Now, the cab and the translite were very, very good, but so is Ultraman's. True. So I, I'm torn there. Spooky's art packages, at least not kind of play field art, have been pretty pretty solid. I, I do think the play field art's better on Halloween and Ultraman than Rob Zombie, though. I think, and we didn't get deep enough in the rules on Halloween and Ultraman may have better rules than Rob Zombie did. I hate it. I never played the last version. We lost our location, Rob Zombie. For those that don't know, we had Rob Zombie on location for a long time. A long um, time. And I played most of the code revisions other than the final one, which I'm sure made some improvements, but it was just not a very well-balanced game. I've heard Halloween is not yet very well-balanced, but it's also not to its 1.0 code, is my understanding. Uh, I don't have... I don't know yet. Here's the thing. I don't know if this is worse than Rob Zombie. It's definitely kinder. Like, it was a lot easier to keep the ball in play. Yes. So, from like a... But does that count all the, you know, 15 and 20 second wait times while the ball takes a nap? Unfortunately, it has to because I have no way to just, like, I didn't... I should have pulled out a stopwatch. So, I got out my G-Shock and activated a little timer and just see, like... Because the first time I played Ultraman, my ball one was long. Me and we were playing with the looser kid pinball yeah. podcast guys, and Scott had a really long ball too. As what two as in well, both of our ball ones were it was so long. I think Josh asked us if we were going to take as long on ball two and ball three because we only had thirty minutes until the line queue for the Twippies. Yeah, and, and at this pace, we weren't going to be done in time. Was the concern, <laughs> especially if you and Josh had ended up going just as long as right. we did. So yeah, no, it would include that. So I. In a way, I would say Ultraman and Halloween are probably friendlier games for someone, especially someone new to pinball. But I did not have fun with either of them. <laughs> They're better than Rob Zombie. They're all still trash. But no, I, I, it's just it's easier to shoot than Rob Zombie. I don't know. It's better. It was. I need more time to know for sure. But the problem is, I don't really want more time on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, do you think that? Perhaps by the time it hits the 1.0 code, and it is considered code complete, mm -hmm. that they can make up for the terrible shots and the terrible no ball times and all the other built-in flaws to the system. Do you think they can code around it enough to make it playable? For me, like playable in a sense that I would enjoy playing it, no. Because... However, the my as I noted, my my fundamental problem isn't the rules, isn't isn't exploits, and I'm not even going to set aside things like the weird center ramp that is difficult to get up for no obvious reason, or the or the bridge air ball blocker thing, which is kind of like why are we air balling yeah. so much? Saying all that aside, it's just the fact the system they chose with all of those scoops 
It's it was it's it's my gut. It was my gut reaction. There are too many scoops on the game. The thing is, though, like th- there's no way for them to program it in like TNA style. That's what it would need. You would need in my for me for me to like it to be able to even have the potential to like it. That ball has to get back into play a lot quicker. Right. And you remember with like TNA, you're in the scoop a lot, and Scott Denise solved that issue by making that scoop an enemy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like bam, bam, bam. But this, I, you don't even need it to be like TNA. Why can't it be like Firepower Saucers when you don't have a ball lock qualified? Goes in, it's in there for what? A second and then boom, out. Or Silver or silver Slugger, same way. Lot, it had a lot of kickout holes. You were in them a lot. You're not sitting there waiting unless there's a mode activating or something. And even then, it's only a few seconds. It's faster to get your ball back on Silver Slugger going into a mode than it is going into the top hedge scoop and then just waiting for your ball to come back on something you already qualified and that... that you see, yeah, that's the, the the gimmick to get the balls back to the flippers through the hidden system is slow. And my assumption, which may be wrong, but my assumption is there is no way that they can program that faster. And now I finally understand when I, I was following one of the pin side threads, not the owner's thread, but a, a, a different thread. And they were discussing how they wished, like, the solution would have to be, given what they've done, I believe, based you know, my agreement being with some on pin side was if there was a way for them to essentially stage balls. So when a ball goes in a scoop, there's already a ball that's saved down by the flipper. It comes out and then the ball that goes in the, into the hedge goes down and becomes the new staged ball. You'd have to do something like that. It's too late for that. Right. So the long answer to your question now shortened is no. No, that would be what I would need. It's just too slow. I don't want to. I want to play pinball. I don't want to wait. Devil's advocate. Sure. Maybe sure. they designed it to help bar owners so that people have a time to take a drink while they wait for the ball to return because that's how long it takes. There are people, and I'm sure there are people who I know there are people who love these games. And as is always the case, even when I strongly say this game is. You know, if I go and find a game and I say this game is trash, you know, <laughs> remember to follow your own opinion. Don't let Tony and me tell you what to. Oh, like definitely like. not. We're just telling you what we like, and that's what we do: is we give our opinions on this show, as is our right. Their the opinions, issue, not necessarily universal truths. Not necessarily, but maybe <laughs> it's our opinion that maybe yes. So, <laughs> but no. The, here's the thing: the, the, that is a good point, Tony, about. The take a time and enjoy the... There are designers who do that. Now, most of the time, they let you see the ball while it's happening, though. Now, I don't love that format, but that's a thing like Oktoberfest and the roller coaster ramp. That's part of that experience. George Gomez has designed ramps. I believe he said in interviews where he's like, oh, yeah, I did this so that the ball slows down at this point to give you a chance, to give you a chance to catch your breath, to give you a chance to whatever. I... It's not my preferred format, but I'm totally cool with the idea of Ultraman and Halloween doing that. But it doesn't wait. I mean, you're basically punished with waiting when you don't get the right shot on their most common multiball. Oh, but here's the thing. Any side-to-side action has a high risk of going in. There are three scoops over there. (laughs) 
Three. That's one more than Kellogg's Raisin Bran. That's a lot of scoops. That's a lot of scoops. And there's one on the right, too. There are four scoops. And they're all like, nom, 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 nom. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're hiding. They're I definitely in your hit those scoops multiple times when they were not the target, just from bounce action. Yeah, as as you would expect, and that's fine until it's not, and it's not because it takes forever to get the ball back. If there's enough time that I can drop my hands from the machine, take a stretch, and go back to the machine, and it happens like every other shot, even unintentionally, there's a problem. It's just anyway. That's my fundamental thing. Like. The upper playfields, when I was up there on them, yeah, they're all right. You're not on there very long. There's not a lot to do up there. I'm not a huge upper playfield fan, but but they, those were okay. Yeah. But it's such a small part of the game. Most of the time in the game is spent in a scoop. So that, that's my problem. Anyway, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I If I spent more time on it, would I like it more? Maybe. But the bottom line is, is the game made me not want to put more time on it. That's how it is. I I agree. All right. Uh, were there any other games that you wanted to... We didn't play... We didn't play Totan 2.0. We didn't, we didn't play... I still haven't played Rick and Morty. There we, were a couple There were there. two of them there, but every time I looked at it, there was like a small line. Yeah. There was the Big Lebowski, which we still haven't played. It It was only rivaled by Weird Al's line. Yes. Game. Of course, there was only one TBL there. Uh, there was an alien there, but I've already played Highways Alien, so I wasn't interested. Right. Um, and, and and we spent most of our time interacting with people over just yeah. wandering and playing. We played some and uh, of games. a nice restored uh, Evil Knievel. We did. That was like the very first game we played. Yeah. There were a bunch of really nice Evil. They put there, up, there was a whole Evil row, and a lot of them were like clear coated and yeah, very it was, nice. It was very nicely done, and we played a fair number of other games that were fun and good. I finally got to play Gottlieb's World Challenge Soccer. Might have to go off my list. <laughs> Might have to go off the list. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Oh, uh, that was bad. <laughs> car, car hop might be better without the ramps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I won, so I was kind of happy. Right. So there's that. There's that. All right. Well, then the other major thing at the event that I think we should probably touch on would be the Twippies. You know, we've uh, we've always attended the Twippies ever since they've been at TPF. So we did it again this year. Tony, what are, you, what are your thoughts on 2021's Twippies as celebrated in 2022? It was rough. <laughs> it's like you're, you're rough. <laughs> you're so nice. It was rough. There were there were there were technical issues. And well, let me paint. Let me paint the positive scene, if you don't mind. You are the more positive person. You are the second nicest person, pinball. Yes, I, we met the nice. That was the first person I think we spoke to on the TPF floor was Steve Bowden. Yes, nicest person in pinball. Oh, we should. I'll do that for rumor corner. <laughs> he get. He. I got. I wait. I. I can't say the source. I have some. <laughs> I have some American pinball information. All right. Um, okay. So we get done with uh, Ultraman. Yeah, and we head over. For the Twippies, the line is massive. It is huge. It is massive. They got a little kind of cool little red carpet thing off to the side where people are doing like interviews and stuff, which was a nice little kind of Oscars-esque effect. Yeah. Bear in mind, this is all like before we knew about the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock thing. So. Right. Which so, could have completely changed this. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we can't, we couldn't, we weren't thinking any of those jokes at the time. Super long line. 
Longer than Weird Al line. It was like the yeah. only thing longer than the Weird Al line. <laughs> like, I had serious considerations of we would actually be able to set. Mm. I was starting to get worried, too, because we were not anywhere near the front of the line. Thank you, Scoops. <laughs> so. Maybe that's part of my bitterness. Four scoops of I don't like being in the back of the line, thanks to scoops. So, anyway. All right. So, we get in there. There is still seats available. We go, we're we're near the, we're not in the back row, but we're pretty close to the back row. But we're not, <laughs> like, but we're not all that far away from one of the speakers. Right. Because there are these speakers mounted along the sides on stands. And, I mean, I'm like, I can look, I think I can read the brand of the speaker. We're close enough to it. So, we're there. They got a, they got a bar in there. People are sitting down. Stage stage setup was cool. Yeah, they had all of the 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 games that were up for awards were up on the stage. So you like you see a you see a Halloween, you see a Godzilla, all that. That's it. Yeah, and they got the yeah. That's <laughs> it. That, well, well, really, uh, yeah. That we wasn't Twippy's fault. Spoilers. We covered all the winners. So and. And so the show. I'm not really interested in in going over all the way. Well, honestly, the favorites I don't even remember all of. I'll just say congratulations to the people who did win. We're not being dismissive of it. It's just I don't want to pull up a list. Yeah. And the in terms of the games, like Halloween got best topper. Godzilla won everything that was game oriented. Yes. Like everything else. Which it should have. You know, I still think I still think it's incorrect. That it won best theme. Theme integration, absolutely. Best theme probably should have gone to Mandalorian. I could see. I just think Braleg, I but I, I I've mentioned this before. I'm not saying anything new. I don't like that category because it's just about who bought the best theme. Right. Is what that is. What is that? It doesn't the integration's what matters. I think theme integration should stay and theme should go. I mean, I, I struggle with the theme one. On this, and this, like, who should have won it? Because Godzilla is such a well-established, I mean, it's a well-established theme. So that makes sense to me. But which is more popular in today's world? I think objectively, it's probably Mandalorian and Star Wars over Godzilla and Toho. But but remember, the people voting on this are penheads, not the Yeah, but, but I remember people were... Before we saw Godzilla, there were a lot... I mean, you were an exception, Tony, because you are a Godzilla fan. I am. There were a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, why are they doing Godzilla? Oh my gosh, why Stern got Toho's Godzilla? Why aren't they doing the new MonsterVerse Godzilla? Because they're smart. Least? It turned out smart. But at the time, everyone was like, they're going to do a bad job. It's going to be dumb. They're not going to respect the property. You know, people are like, they only took it to... So that Spooky couldn't have it. Hey, I'm yeah, glad like, Spooky yeah, I was gonna did say, not get I, it. Okay, I was going to ask you. Speaking of, are you glad that Stern ended up getting Godzilla? I am glad Stern got Godzilla because it's a theme I love. And they treated it with respect. And they did it well. And quite frankly, I don't think Spooky is capable of that. Shoot the lamps? <laughs> you didn't know I had a lamp come back in my pocket. Oh, I was ready. <laughs> That's right. this is it why makes I, me laugh this is, every does, time. I, I just, I've been, I have been only playing it in Japanese, but when I shoot the raps, I just go shoot the wham, shoot the wham. It makes me laugh every time. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So you mentioned that there were technical difficulties. Could you elaborate? There was in the room. We couldn't hear. The mics were terrible. Only on a couple of rare occasions could anybody come clear. That was with us sitting next to 
the to a speaker. Uh, but the 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 sound quality was horrible. It sounded like people were either overdriving the mic to the point of cutout, or that the mic was just not a good mic. I, I I'm not positive. The sound quality was absolute garbage in the room, and from what I've seen, it was no better on stream. Yeah, I've I've still not gone. I probably won't because I I just don't have any interest. I, but yeah. but from what I have read from people reporting online, they it was like opposite day for the stream. So because people in the room realized that there was a challenge hearing, a lot of people's natural response was to try and be louder to the mic. Like the thought is, oh, the gain's too low. Right. And in fact, you were the first person I saw heard. In fact, mention the idea that. Maybe it's an overdrive issue because some people we could hear. Some people you could hear and they were too soft. Some people you could hear fine. And then there were some people you couldn't hear through the speakers at all, but it sounded like they were trying to be loud, which would fit with your theory. Online was peak gate. Mics were getting blown out. The sound was too loud. People are over, like overdriving the mics, but they don't cut off. Right. So it's just you get that horrible, you've reached peak and you, you break the sound. So so that's what I read there. So, yeah. No, it was a – I recounted on TPS the example of – who is it? Uh, Sylvester McCoy? Is that his name? Who yeah. Was yeah. He was doing the presentation for one of the awards. He had a whole bit. The people around him seemed to find it really funny, but I couldn't hear it. Yeah, so it was, was just, just – like, there was nothing to be heard. And it was just like I, – I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I don't like it because I'm like, there's a joke and I'm not in on it. But the thing that surprised me was it never got better. Never. The sound was a problem the entire time. They never stopped to resolve it. And it was just like, the show must go on. And I'm like, what show? I can't hear anything. So that was one technical issue. What what else? Uh, There were issues with the videos. They were not in the correct order, or their notes weren't in the correct order, or there yes. was there was a definite disconnect of what was where and when and who should be doing what, and it was very rough. Yeah. So elaborating on that, there there were a couple elements. The smaller one I only saw I only remember seeing this once, but there was one instance in the video where they showed a bunch of clips from Mandalorian, but then said it was Led Zeppelin. Right. Which, okay, a fi- you, know, error, you know, mistakes happen. Uh, interesting that no one caught it. But the thing that was kind of funny about that is, and maybe they said it and we just couldn't hear it because of the microphones. I don't know if the nominee was Led Zeppelin or Mando like, in that instance. I like, think it was Led Zeppelin. I, I, I thought so, too, because that was the one they said. And in the, again, in a way... That this was for 2021 was the biggest saving grace because no matter what the confusion was, you knew it was Godzilla that won. It, yeah. So it was okay. Like the answer was always Godzilla. This wasn't the, <laughs> the Oscars thing yeah. where the person reads the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we noted, the only thing like game related that didn't go to Godzilla was Topper, best Topper for Halloween because Godzilla's Topper isn't out yet. <laughs> and that was my Godzilla world. Because it would it would do its, its do its atomic breath and win that too, right? So as would be expected. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was just, but still, I was just, I was really confused. And um, then the part you really were focused on 
relatively early in the show, the presenters came up and presented, you know, they'd say they'd either just introduce themselves and say, then the awards for whatever are, but whatever they were saying, art, rules, layout, then the video would play and it would be best something else. Right. <laughs> and, and it was like, I actually felt like I was watching a Leslie Nielsen movie <laughs> where someone had tripped him and the cards had all spilled and he picked them back up in the wrong order. And then he's just going through staying in the wrong order and, you know, comedy ensues. Yeah. Except this started funny and then it became just sad because yeah. they paused this. They did pause at the first time because they're like, oh, gosh, what's going on? And they they tried to sort it out. It You know, we couldn't hear what they were saying, but it seemed like they were trying to sort it out. But then it happened again. And then it happened again. And it's just like, I'm there and I'm I'm really wondering, did someone trip? Did someone spill the cards? Where's the master sheet? Right. Or an email that says, here are what's everything. Like, isn't there something to refer back to if you've messed up the order of the... Apparently there wasn't. Or whatever there was to refer back to was wrong also. I don't, yeah. I don't know which is worse. I guess it doesn't matter because they're both wrong. So there was that. Is there anything else? Uh, there was the point where, at least for the first several categories in the room, there was no video audio when they start showing the videos. Mm. Mm. I did not realize they had Mark Silk as the narrator until, as you noted, we were maybe five awards in. And then we could finally hear him saying things like, best off work. Yeah. And that's my Mark Silk impression. I know it was perfect. Write in if you'd like me to become the new Mark Silk at eclecticamerspodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and the other thing that I'm going to tie to that that you pointed out, because that reminded me, was there was walk-on music for the presenters. I don't – I'm guessing it was just like a fixed-length clip because it would go, the presenter would get up there. The music was – they were coming in from like a – they had like a loading stand. Yeah, they, they, were, they were like Halloween and Ultraman. They were – Except as as people want it. So they were like preloaded in a little spot to come on out. And the distance was pretty short. So my point is the walk-on music was way longer than it took anyone to walk on. And it was loud. It was. It was and like the one super loud thing. Yes. And so people would start to talk. And either the person who controlled the walk-on music was slow at fading it out. Or there was no person and you just had to wait for it to reach its natural fade-out point. Regardless, you couldn't hear what they were saying because they're trying to talk over the walk-on music. And let me tell you something. If you don't know about walk-on music, Tony, ain't no way you talking over the walk-on music no. like this show. No walk-on music was, no. It was the one yeah. loud, clear thing. It was, it was. And that's where I'm like, what's going on with the sound? Because the speakers are working. I can hear the walk-on music. Yeah. I can't hear anyone talking. I mean... It got to the point where the two hosts were Jack Danger and, and Emoto from Emoto Arcade. They, and I think it's because they smoked the most, they got to the point where I could hear them. Because yeah. I think they figured out exactly how to position the mic and how much volume they needed to use. But the rest of it was like... I wonder if they... I mean, I just thought of it, but did they not have somebody actively mixing the audio throughout the whole thing? I, I don't know. Did they know. just do a series of presets and then walk the heck away? And that's why everything I don't know. was messed up? I mean... When I went out of that room, my initial reaction was, there was no rehearsal on this. 
But I did look later on line once we got back home, and I saw a post that Jack Danger had on on Dead Flip saying that there, where he was at a dry run, so they must have done something. Now that is, the dry run might not have involved the sound. Yeah, it might have just been him and Emoto working on like the order or how people were going to come on and, and be like that. Not like nothing went right. Nothing. It was just, and it was constant. And the final thing was, it went long. It I mean, did. I don't know how, I mean, words, these things are always long. Will Smith slaps aside, the Oscars are too long. The Golden Globes are too long when they were still doing the Golden Globes. All that's, everything's too long. The Except Game the Awards. The Game Awards are too long. <laughs> it's like, and they're all trailers, so that's what you want. <laughs> and it's still like, by the end, I'm like, oh my God, it's three and a half hours. I mean, three and a half hours, but the, my point in this instance was, I think that coupled with all these technical issues, and the online people didn't see this. Folks were pouring out of the room. It, they were. I talked about that huge line to get in. <laughs> there ain't one no line at the end. We, we stayed the whole time. We did. There was no line to get out. No. I have estimated, I'll see what you thought. My estimation was by the end of the awards, at least a third of the people were already gone. Yes, easily. And the hosts knew. Because Jack Danger started to say something like, when we were six or four awards out, it's like, there are only X amount of awards left to do. And I'm like, dude, it's too late. Yeah. There, I mean, I, I get what you're trying to do is to assure people that we're, we're almost through it. But they're just like, I mean, and there wasn't, other than we had like reached a certain point an hour or whatever, there wasn't really any rhyme or reason. Like, it wasn't like a bunch of people got up after they heard best YouTube streamer or something, or favorite yeah. YouTube, you know, it was, it wasn't like, like, yeah, that. it wasn't like they were all waiting to hear podcast or rules or, or topper for that, for their award thing. And then they, I mean, it was just like, it was a continuous, in fact, just slow trickle. We, we, we talked to someone afterwards and he said, when a uh, favorite YouTuber was won by Todd Tucky, he took that opportunity to get out of the room because there was a standing ovation for Todd. So it made it easy for him to slip out. <laughs> And he thought he wouldn't be noticed. <laughs> he wasn't the only one who left. He wasn't. Right Lots of people did. Just like, it was just, oh my gosh. I, so, I mean, I don't want to be, it, it's a lot of work. Having, you know, I've worked on convention planning, meeting mm -hmm. planning sort of stuff. And doing a separate, uh, though very different structure, we've never done a live event. Uh, you know, putting together a pinball award, any sort of award thing is, I find it very frustrating. And so, and I don't want to just rag. I'm curious what you think in terms of improvements should be done. So Jeff, who with This Week in Pinball, he went on Pinside and he acknowledged, yeah, there were a lot of things went wrong during the during the show. And, you know, when they're going wrong live, there is only so much you can right. do. I mean, most of that stuff I don't think could really have been fixed. Maybe the sound thing, which in my view could have solved a lot. But, you know, if they didn't have someone mixing, I don't know who would have done it. Right. Is the thing. So, um, and the only thing he's really announced so far is that it will be different hosts. Like he wants to rotate hosts. He didn't, he didn't blame Emoto and Jack and, and throw them under the bus or anything. Just that he wants to rotate hosts every year, or every other year. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, they have done it for two years now, which I don't, I guess I don't feel one way or another about the rotation. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't. I, I mean, if I were to if I were to critique anything again, it was so hard to hear. I got to the point where I could kind of hear Jack and Emoto. I think it felt very ad libbed, and that if you really know someone well, I think you can play off them and, and ad lib. Like I'm not, and I, no, 
no, I look at me, put myself out there, but <laughs> that's not what I mean. But like you and I can ad lib because we know how each other think pretty well. Right. It's not that we're talented individuals. No, if it's not that we're talented. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, this sounds horrible. It's not, it's that, not that we're, we're talented. talented. It's not that we're, we're talented, trash. Tony. We're garbage. We're basically garbage tier. But the, but the point is we know, we've known each other so long. I basically know most of your reactions to things that will be said and you. Right. Likewise. And so we have the ability to do that sort of thing. And I'm not sure that Jack and Emoto have that same sort of deep knowledge of each other. That can be solved with a script. That can be solved with a script. But if you don't want a script, then... Because, again, I saw some people online going, what What do people do? They run back to what they know. And they're like, bring back Greg Bone and Zach Minnie as the hosts. Well, Greg and Zach might have done a lot of scripting. I, I don't know. I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask them. But Greg and Zach are like best friends. They can play off each other because they know each other right. so well. So that's part there's of that. There, there, they do a whole there's, show, there's, they do a whole yeah. show together. So there's, there's like chemistry and history. So they're able yeah, yeah. to, to, to actually make stuff work. Right. Right. And so, so if you have something like that, ad limbing may work. Otherwise you may want a script. And the thing is like, if your hosts are volunteers and, and I'm assuming they were, you know, yeah. If I volunteer for stuff, there's only so much work I'm willing to do. Right. Which means you might need to get someone to craft the script for you, is sort of thing. But I guess my suggestions, setting whatever that's going on with that aside, because that's the only portion I've seen Jeff really mention. Uh, and I thought I, I mentioned this on TPS, and it was like, I, I didn't know how to fix it because there's so many things that happened. I've had more time to think. So here would be my my thoughts. If we're doing it live and and on stream together, Obviously, that adds complication. That was the same at the work conference I was at. We did a hybrid option where there was a virtual conference and an in-person. I won't, like professionally, I won't do that. I'll do virtual only or I'll do in-person only. I don't do both because it's so much harder, so much harder. So here would be my suggestion. Record it to put on YouTube later. Don't live stream it. Do it in person if you want to do it at TPF. Get someone who's handling the soundboard for you. That way they can control the the fade in and out of the walk-on music. They can tweak the microphones if things aren't going right. They can adjust the in background music of the of the videos. I'd simplify it even more and probably ditch the video of the nominees and ask the presenter maybe to do that. I but, would too. But um, that's just to simplify it. I think having that, if you have the sound person in there to handle the video feed for that, especially if they don't have to worry about an online component, you could do that. And then just have some camera capturing it all and put it on, you You know, you run your sound compression and throw it online afterwards. That'd be, I guess that'd be how I quote unquote fix it is I just simplify it more. Yeah. Uh, and, and But I think the big question to decide is, is your priority to put on a big award show to have fun at the, at the TPF or is it more important to have it like streamed live. And if you want to do both, you can, but it's just, then you need, I think, I guess the way I'd solve that is you need another person whose sole focus is the online part. Separate from the in room. I, I don't know, but honest, I'm just, I'm making, I'm just making stuff up here. Cause I'm like, I, I don't understand all the logistics behind what went wrong. So. Right. And well, and part of it is since we don't know, I mean, how much of it was volunteer work and how much was, Someone actively paid. I think what you need is you need a sound engineer running a soundboard to make sure everything works in the room so they know everything's working right. 
I think there needs to be a director slash producer, probably a paid position that is somebody who it's his actual job, not just volunteering free time to make sure everything is right. I'm not saying they have to be like rich or anything, but I mean, like, hey, man, here's a little whatever. Make sure that the note cards are in the right order and that we have a master list and that what it says on our paperwork and what the video, if you're going to do a video is, matches up. Make sure that the scripts are right. Make sure that there's a sound engineer in there. Make sure that everything's set up. There needs to be somebody who that's their entire job is to make sure that everything that is needed is in place. I think those two items would have prevented every issue mm. that happened this year. I like I like yours better than mine. Yours is more straightforward. I mean, I can see dumping the video because the video's it's the exact same four second clip of a of a game. And there was, you know, and someone had suggested to me afterwards. I think sent me a I sent it to you as well. I don't remember, but where they had suggested, you know what, do a video introducing the games at the start, and then like you could have a little thing like. This year's uh, Twippy nominee games are, and then goes See, through and does all of that, and then you don't have to do it anymore. Right, and that that would that's a great idea because basically you just throw up a sizzle reel that shows more than a quarter second of each game. It's like oh, Godzilla and Halloween and whatever else and Mando, and do that right at the beginning when you start doing the game sections, uh, and then that that's all you need to do, or you could front load the non-game related mm, the favorites. So front load all the favorites. So you go through all the favorites and between each favorite, you put up a video. It's like, you know, games up for this year. So you do like a favorite website. Then you show a video of Godzilla. Then you do favorite tournament. And then you show a video of Halloween. Favorite location. Oh, I see. Video of That's Amanda. an interesting idea. So, so you, so each one gets you know a thirty seconds or a minute concentrated on a game. Mm. Maybe show show a little gameplay. Show some pictures of interviewers. Some video of interviews with the creators and stuff. Do all that and get through the favorites, and then drop into the game categories. That would have, that would break up the favorites still uh, flow wise. So so they wouldn't I be straight the value, together. Yeah, I see. But the there, value. I wonder if how much of the fear is that there are certain favorite categories that people will walk out once the favorite categories mm. gone. You know, favorite YouTuber, favorite podcaster, favorite wham wham, favorite mod. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I I would hope that the awards stand on the awards, and it's not about a single award because that seems a little right flimsy. Well, and the other thing is, if people leave after hearing their favorite thing, who cares? Well, and in this instance, you know, I wondered, and like from an online perspective, they don't really know, right. so that's fine. That's a good point. In this instance, being at TPF, you know, they had this. This was different. They had that after party thing. I I walked in there very briefly. So, do you want to touch on the after party? Let me let me explain the after party to you. There was lots of base, and then, I mean, did it get we, dropped? We literally did it get we, dropped. We, we, we stood outside where the after party was, talking with friends and other people for hours. Uh, I'd say at least an hour. Still inside, yes. I mean, because we moved outside. Eventually. We did move outside. Well, that's the thing is, we moved outside and we headed back to the hotel room at like 
one in the morning? Yeah, I think we were outside at least an hour as well. Yeah, so, but it was lots of bass. And apparently games to play, and there was supposed to... I don't know how they would have danced, because there was chairs everywhere. I didn't go in and look, because nobody wants to see this getting down. There was lots of bass. Scott Denisi uh, DJed mm-hmm. an after party. Uh, and I guess it was probably... I'm assuming that was sponsored by Marco, which Marco Specialties, parts supplier, which uh, sponsored the Twippies. One of several sponsors of the Twippies. Uh, yeah, I went in briefly because someone was going. I was ta- who I was talking to went in because they wanted to see if Halloween was available to play up on. The, I guess that was up on the stage, right? Where go and play the games where they were set up for display, and I couldn't stay in there because it was too loud for me. Get off my lawn! It was, it was yeah. Just too, it we're was old men. So we understand. We're old. So, so there weren't <laughs> very many people in there. That was probably about an hour in. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I think they had hoped for better, but. So many people had bailed on the Twippies while it was still going. Yeah. That, you know, I don't, I don't know what they thought. I don't know what was expected. I, that, that may be more moot than anything, because that doesn't involve online or anything. That's just something for the, for the people attending, but. Right. It's just, it it, it was an interesting idea. I, I didn't have any problems with any of the stuff I heard. I just, it wasn't for me. I mean, again. We were talking to people who were doing the normal. It's like, oh yeah, we went to bed at like three a.m. and and, and we're yeah, sitting here we, going. Like, we were like, we were like young men for once. It was yeah. like, holy crap! I we got a message like, that our hotel was on fire or something. Yeah. We're like, we're not at the hotel. Yeah, what are you talking about? We're not here. Sure, yesterday we were in bed by ten, but I mean today this is a Saturday. That's right, Saturday night. I did go to. I did lay down to like one. <laughs> so. Anyway, it was it was interesting. <laughs> oh, the dreaded term. It was interesting, um, but you know, it is a lot of work. So I, yeah. I don't I don't envy what all Jeff had had to and has to in the past worry about. The only thing that just as a takeaway was, I thought it was going to be smoother now that it wasn't online. Right. Of the, I and that was the shock to well, me. It's that first year where the 2020 where it got canceled and they had to go online. It was I think Amoto and Carrie Hardy did the hosting. It was, it was better than this, and that yeah. was like with less than a month's notice. Yeah. To or they together. had several months to pull this together, and that's what shocked me. It was just like, yeah, I, that's where. Well, we've touched on all of it, so I was I was just really surprised at you know I, I did stick through the whole thing, but I was just like I was frustrated. Yeah. So, was there anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about on, on terms of TPF? Any highlights or lowlights? I will say a lowlight. That's <laughs> I was like now we're being. Debbie Downers here. Let's drag it down. The food truck quality this time was not good. No. Thankfully, uh, I only ate one thing at the food trucks. And normally, uh, normally we hit the food trucks a lot, but there was just there were when we went outside. There were three, and one wasn't like an ice cream truck. So there were only two, and one of them was out of almost everything. <laughs> yes, and the other one, had, and, and so, the other one had fried eggs on everything. So. so did the food trucks all go out of business during the pandemic or what? Which is because, completely possible. Because or, I think in 2019, there were at least five out there. No, oh, yeah. I mean, and we, I know some people haven't favored the quality of the food trucks versus the restaurants nearby. And this year, we just happened to end up going to a lot of other places to eat. But just from like a convenience factor, I was just like, wow. Well, this I've is, always been pretty happy with their food trucks. I, yeah, I, they, I they've, they've normally right. had pretty decent stuff up to a point of even a couple of the food trucks me being disappointed when they weren't there on like where they were there one day and then not there the next day because i really enjoyed whatever i had the first day and want to try something else from them but yeah so i 
and and I forget which day this was. I think it was Saturday. I think this was Saturday, Twippy Day. I yeah, I was just like, this is disappointing. I, I do feel like they had a much expanded food service choice inside the convention hall. Though. And I wondered if that was part of it. That yeah, they. I, I mean, we didn't eat. Def- at it. No, we did not. But they definitely. <laughs> Made it easier to access yes. if there wasn't more stuff. There was, it was at right. least easier because they had clear queues set up where people could go in and, and try and get nachos or pizza or whatever they were doing. So, yeah. but yeah, we didn't we didn't eat that stuff. Um, a highlight. This doesn't directly involve the show, but this was the first time we decided let's not sit and wait and enter the raffle and stay through an hour's worth of game <laughs> awards, and instead let's plan to. Let's plan to leave uh, earlier. And so we headed out at about 11. Right. Well, that was so much better. Oh, my God. It was such, <laughs> a, good, was it was so such much, a good choice. It was like the – we didn't get super bo- – other than the construction, we didn't get super bogged down in Oklahoma like we always have every year. Otherwise, yeah. it's weird because we get through Texas pretty quick and then Oklahoma is just like a brick wall. Uh, didn't have that. We got back in daylight. It was it – was, Yeah. It, 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 I wasn't walking in at like midnight or one because normally the show ends, the raft lands by the time we get out, get to the vehicle, we, we grab go get some lunch, lunch, late lunch, get, early get, get out, and get on the road. We normally don't get home till midnight or one. Yeah, and, and and this time we got back before seven. Yes, it was great choice. So I'm I'm gonna be like I'm voting for that in the future, <laughs> and I bet a lot of people do that. The only behavior changes I I kind of noted was. You know, they do uh, charity <laughs> raffles, and a lot of times there's a pinball machine to win. I think it was a Willy Wonka this time. Yeah. You do it, which I've normally contributed to, but the only way to win is to be present when they do that drawing. And they only do that drawing after they make you sit through giving every single game an award that was right. worthy. And those awards are cool. I mean, it's been neat to see them. Hey, and that's an example of an award ceremony, which is low-key, but has always been well done. Yes. And, but... It's just, it's so late on a Sunday. And while I normally, in fact, I think I've always taken the next day off of work to recover, it's a lot different when I actually get back before I would be asleep versus getting back after I'd be asleep and then trying to recover in that one day. So overall... Uh, that was a that was a highlight in decision making for us. I vote. I, 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 you know what? My chances of winning a raffle aren't big enough. I'm perfectly willing to yeah. leave at like 11 or noon, grab lunch, and bonsai home. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. And we saw so much stuff for driving. It's like, I've never seen this road going this direction. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I, could, I, I absolutely positively know we are on the interstate this time and not cutting through the weird parts of Oklahoma. We're not on Bob's Road. Yes. So. So it just yeah. Overall, I had a lot of fun. I was glad, it even was with it was even nice to talk about the at least the Twippies were something to talk about after like the whole show. I was glad I did it. Yes. So it was it was nice to have a sense of normalcy, not have to worry about work. Even compared to Expo, is the number of people actually in particular because Expo you know we did that a few months ago, but there were so many people at TPF that knew our voices from the show. Right. Okay, I mean. We were constantly talking to everyone. It wasn't an expo. It's kind of like walk around and maybe you meet, eventually you meet someone who's like, oh, yeah, we, yeah. whatever. You know, we start talking or we, uh, with, with folks. And here it was kind of like there are all sorts of people that come up. Oh, yeah, I've heard your show before. And 
And one of the nice things about doing a podcast, it's not about, oh, pat us on the back, though. That's great. Thank you. But, but you know, that's one of the nice things about doing something like this is then people come and engage and you hear their perspectives because a lot of people yeah. don't write in all the time. And so they'll be like, oh, yeah, the, I heard your I heard that episode that you guys did and you guys are totally wrong. Like, well, tell us why we're wrong. We're not. But tell, <laughs> but tell us why. Tell us why you're wrong so to anyway. think that we're wrong. So it was but a lot of it was a lot was, of fun. Yeah. It felt lighter attended to me than the 2019. They TPF. put out. They sent out an email today or yesterday. I just saw it today. Oh, okay. But I want to say it said 4,500. And I don't remember what the old numbers were. I don't. The know. games all had lines. It was it was crowded. It was crowded, but and as usual, I mean, and compared to, I guess you know, throw that in real quick. What what are your thoughts? Thoughts of this TPF versus the expo we went to. Expo is so garbage. Expo is this. This made this made Expo look even worse than it was because it'd been so long since we'd gone anywhere and done anything that this made it even worse. I mean, between the fact that at Expo, the 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 hotel where it was at is the only hotel like nearby. There's nothing within food-wise within walking distance. There's nowhere to go. And not to mention at Expo, there were almost there was almost zero seating. So there was almost nowhere if you needed to sit down for a minute for you to walk out and sit down, like in a chair or something, considering the fact that there was no hotels nearby to walk back to, there was no food to walk to, you had to drive to everything, where there is a ton of stuff right around TPF. We could easily walk back to our hotel with no concern, which was one of the big things I've been looking forward to because, as you said earlier, I had such a mobility problem at Expo because I was in so much pain that I didn't have this time. But I I, I was looking forward to this because I knew I had the ability to walk back to the room. And it wasn't like, hey, Dennis, throw me the car keys. I'm going to drive back the Five to ten minutes it takes to get back to the hotel, and I'll come back in an hour or two when I feel better. I hope you don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I I could have just walked back to the room and chilled for a while, and it was no big. And a lot of the people we talked to, there was multiple times where people would be like, "Okay, I need to take a nap, or I need to I need a rest because you know I partied till three a.m. Then I was here at nine. I'm going to go chill for a little bit." And that's something that you can actually do there compared to Expo. Yeah. And we had, we did have multiple, and I, I mean multiple people who did come up to us because they heard our past coverage, yes. our, our, our podcast stuff about Expo. And for a lot of them, it was their first show or the, the most, the biggest show they had been to. And they were pretty positive on Expo. And I did not have anyone tell me opposite of this. And it was, you guys are right. TPF is a way better show than Expo. Right. I'm like, yeah, we we we'll do the hyperbole from time to time. We don't, we're not doing it about shows. Expo is not remotely as good. No, from you hit on almost all the major items that I would about the differences, but some of it is just the the little things on top of it, like Expo's weird decision to charge you to go to seminars, yet they're free streamed on Twitch. Right. Expo's weird decision to segregate the vendors from the rest of the free play area and put the vendor section on shorter hours, which is where all the new games are. Or Expo's weird decision to alienate the entire Illinois collector community so that you only have essentially the show organizer bringing in their overflow storage games in, of which most of which are broken. 
it was... And you want to talk about little things. Little things that make the huge difference. Expo was on a solid concrete floor. Mm. TPF is carpeted. Yep. And your it feet a tell. It makes you, a difference. You, you can tell the difference. Yeah. So, anyway. It was great to be back. It, every time somebody walked up to us, who, who we had talked to after Expo, who, who just could not believe how hard we were on Expo... And then they, but they'd never been to TPF. And then they're like, "Yeah, no TPF was TPF." I'm, I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna give you my theory of of Expo defenders. Here is what I think most Expo defenders are: they are people who live in the Chicago land area, and it's convenient for them. I can see that, or it could be people who they they could be. How do I want to put this? You know what? I'm just gonna be. They could be the hanger on type people, the people who are very much about the celebrity. They want to meet. The designers. Oh, Pinball Famous. Pinball Famous. They're the people who they're all about talking to. It's just like the people who go to Comic-Con and don't care about anything except for who the voice actors or actors and actresses and wrestlers or whatever is there in the autograph area. But that's all they care about with like Comic-Con. It's that type of people who them, it's more about focusing in on the specific people and less about the overall experience. They're not going to meet normies like, like, like you and me just meet other fans and, 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 and go sit on funny panels or fun panels and have fun. They're there about, I want to meet whomever. Hmm. So that's their whole reason. If that's the only reason you care about going to a convention is to meet a designer or a coder or anything else, go to expo. Yeah, that's true. Because it's so close to where the major manufacturers are, they do have a high volume of people who actually work on the games you love. There, There is that. I mean, they uh, had that giant circle table they did where you just walked in a circle around the table and got signatures from everybody. But yeah, if you want yeah. if you, if you want to have fun, yeah, yeah. enjoy yourself, yes. have a I good mean, time. The one good thing about Expo was it was in Chicago, so we got to do some stuff like eat good Chicago food. That was it. Here's the thing. The best parts about Expo had nothing to do with Expo. Yes. The best parts about Expo was 100% its location. Yes. And just so, I, it won't, this won't stop it 100%, but I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out, out here because I've had some people, including at TPF, ask, quit asking us. Tony and I are not going to Expo. No. No. No, we're done. In fact, yeah. Uh, we have no intention of ever going to Expo again. I will say I would be willing to consider going to Expo if and when people confirm that with evidence that it has actually reformed, significantly reformed. And one of the Expo show organizers was at TPF. As I said it on TPS, and I'll say it here, I hope he took some notes. Yeah. Because he just saw a real show. Yeah. Yeah. There are too many shows to choose from. To add, to go to, and yes. to go to, for us to go back to, to, to Exactly. Expo. I'm not saying that I would, I will only ever go to TPF, but I would much rather go and try like Pentastic or Allentown or MGC or Southern Fried. I mean, there's so many other shows. Right. Why would I go back to one that I don't like how it's run? Right. Exactly. I mean, it is, it is, is, I, I, I'm sure it's easier for a lot of people. To go to a whole bunch of shows. I can guarantee one. 
doing more than one is hard. I have to do a lot of planning to make more than one uh-huh. show work. We did Expo because there was no TPF in 2021. That's why yes. we did it. Right. It's just, I mean, it's just relatively, you know, normally it's about a year between shows for us. And in this case, it was a few, just a few months because of how the schedules worked out. But, right. But the way things had fallen. Yeah. But I see no reason to waste my time, effort, and money to arrange going to a show mm-hmm. to go to somewhere where I know I'm not going to have fun. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it costs us hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And we do it pretty cheap. We do. We do things. We're very much on the cheap when we do it. Because, but, and when I say just to meet people, I don't mean, I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy meeting the fans and other casters and, and other people in the hobby. I don't actually care about meeting the, the, uh, people who work, the on people who work. It. Right. No. That, 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 that's less important to me. It's like, yeah, you make cool games. Sweet. It's just the same way with, with, with like actors that it's like, yeah, you were great in this movie. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather inter- it's their job. I, yeah, it's I their would job. rather interact with the fan base. Yeah, because then we we have a commonality. How many people? Is, the way I the way I think of it, because I'm not I'm not a famous person. So the way I always think of it is, how would I feel if people people like came up and kind of obsessed over what I do at my job, and I'd be it'd be weird for me. So I don't right. want to ever do that to anyone else. It's just like I have a job to do and I do it. I hope I do it well. Some of them have, th- you know, they have their jobs to do. I think a lot of them do it well. I'm more than happy to tell them, hey, good job, but I'm not going to like try and, I think your term was hanger on. I've never yeah. seen the point in it. So I, I mean, and just as an example, I spent a number of years working in an airport. I worked in the private aviation industry. Mm-hmm. So we dealt with corporations and private owners primarily. And, and that was one thing is on multiple occasions, especially when there was a really big event going on like NASCAR and the NASCAR drivers and their crews and stuff, their planes are very plainly marked. But whenever they would come in, there would be masses of people out there to meet them. And you could tell how annoyed they were almost every time. Mm. Yep, and and, and 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 you can always see it. I mean, I've met I met a lot of famous people who were really cool, and I've got, met a lot of famous people who you could tell they just wanted to be left alone. And that's one of the things I've always taken with me. That's why I don't get as huge into the 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 whole oh, but like like if I see somebody like if I'd seen Sylvester McCoy not at his booth, I would you know I might have said hi. But I wouldn't have done like the fan gushy thing because I mean, that's his life. He deserves to have some free time too, and and, and that's just because and that's just how I am from what I've seen. So, well, I think we've sucked dry the marrow no kidding. of we pinball. went really long. We on did that. so well. Hey, it was TPF. So, <clears throat> video games. Okay, video games. Luckily, there's not actually a whole lot in here. It kind of looks like a lot. It looks like a lot. It actually will go really fast because it's just a couple updates on stuff. One, a thing that you and I have talked about on multiple occasions, we enjoy uh, summer games done quick. They are returning to an in-person format. Ah. Uh, It's going to run this year from the 26th of June through July 3rd. They are going to have reduced attendance. They have, they are running mandatory mask policy 
and uh, they are not having any panels or board game rooms like they normally do. Ah, okay. So they are because they're so they're basically just going to have the uh, running floor and the runners. But still, I think it'll work better because I think uh, the the purely online stuff hasn't worked as well, and like the interactions haven't been as good. And yeah. there's always some technical quirk here and there. I think this will be better for them. And they have pro sound. I mean, they do have the sound people working to to resolve right. that sort of stuff. But when you're bringing in so many different voices remotely, obviously it adds complications. So yeah, plus having the kind of excitement, the hype of the room behind, right. even if it's capped attendance. The room behind them, the couch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be it'll it, be good. it'll be a lot better. Also on things normally happening in the summer, E3. E3 is gone. Yeah. Uh the digital we, we already knew the in-person event was canceled. They canceled it back in January. The digital event has now been canceled. Um, it is no more. They have claimed uh the Entertainment Software Association. Uh, who puts on E3, they are concentrating on delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 next summer. I'll believe it when I see it. E3 has been tanking so bad, all of the major players have left them except for Microsoft at this point. E3 might as well just be a Microsoft show. And with the popularity and the ever-growing popularity of Summer Game Fest, which is going on this, this year... Uh, I think E3's niche is just gone. So many companies are doing their own standalone digital specials and their own stuff. I, I think E3, if it comes back, is going to be a much smaller event. And I'm not sure that it's going to come back. You know, Tony, I don't see how E3 comes back. I just, maybe I'm, I lack the creativity, but for me, it feels like they sat there high on the hog for such a long time with, I'm going to be blunt, second nicest blunt, but blunt, just overcharging for space, making money hand over fist. And to me, the only way E3 survives is they have to just make it sane. In fact, they probably have to make it cheap because everyone has realized we can do all of this on our own and save so much more money. Why would we pay you these obscene amounts of money to essentially host a convention and I just don't think that they can bring themselves to not be rich with it. Yeah. And that's the only way to save it, in my view. I, so uh, it will fail because they'll always be like, but we have to charge them like $30,000 for a booth or whatever they do. I think you're right. I think they have to make changes if they even want to an attempt. And don't forget, the last time they held an in-person E3, they also accidentally released... All of the personal information of every attendee onto the internet. Yeah. <sighs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, we should, like, phone numbers, home addresses, everything of everybody was... <laughs> they doxed their attendees. Oops, we doxed our entire attendee list. Sorry about that. Our bad. We'll get better. I, <laughs> yeah. No, I... I I think I, I get it. They don't know that they're dead yet, but that they're not even doing it this year when, as you've noted, I mean, even games done quicks going back in person. This, yes. They were late enough in the year. This surprised me other than that they've been struggling. Right. Well, that's the thing is they canceled the in-person show in January. 
which was to Omicron was already peaked and starting. Yeah, I mean, it depends where in the where in the country. We here in Region Seven in the HHS region speak. We're gonna get a little technical here. We were in the slowest. We were the last to peak in Omicron. We were the because we got it last, right. basically, and we peaked out in mid February. But right. most others had already peaked. Right, but they're coming out of California. Yeah, I look. I don't know. These <laughs> things are look. It's it's science and math. These things are like surges are predictable. We knew when we were going to peak weeks before we did mm-hmm. because we already saw the burn rate ever since we saw Omicron crop up in South Africa. Right. It's all. It's all just science. It, so, anyway. My, no, you're mad. No math. Math is bad. Just like we know when the, the, the stealth variant was TBF really well-timed because it basically was going to be in the next week or two that you would start to expect to see cases go back up from the stealth variant of Omicron. But they weren't saying that would go up and not a surge right. because so many people got Omicron and that – Basically, we gave you immunity to Omicron too. So anyway, right. we're going, we're going, we're going too deep. So my point is, there's no reason I would have thought that they would have avoided an in-person event. They could have just put in protocols at this point because I mean, I don't think they could afford it. I, don't, I think they uh, had to cancel early to save I, what they could to try and put together. I don't for see next how year. I don't see how they bring it back then. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. Because where they are they can. getting their money from? I don't know. Tony, where's the money? It's like deep root. There's 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 gonna be this bank. There's gonna, there's gonna be a weird bank heist. That's what E-root. it's gonna be. <laughs> e root. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Nintendo did announce that Breath of the Wild Two is gonna be delayed uh, until next spring. Uh, it was originally it was slated to come out in twenty two. Yeah, it was gonna be a Christmas purchase, which would have been Holiday. wonderful. Then, but let's be honest. Breath of the Wild 2 is going to sell gangbusters no so matter when it spring drops Spring of 23. So does that mean, though, that they're going to still try and get it out before the end of March to put it in Q4 of their fiscal year? I would assume so. That's my what guess. Happened? I, what happened? They just said they wanted more time to polish on it. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Yeah. My normal stance is, yes, delay versus pu- turning out. We've seen enough terrible games we don't pushed need Link, early. We don't need Link to look like a potato. <laughs> We don't need Breath of the 2077 rolling out there. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, and in the humorous uh, Twitch, they have their hype train thing where as people start dropping subscriptions and and buying, you know, gift subscriptions and dropping bits that it it throws out and throws all the extra stuff. Well, they created the diversion of the hype train called the boost train that would do that, that when you did it, it would move, and whoever has enough would be moved and would be put on the front page oh. where everybody can see it. Okay. So, obviously, that was abused almost instantly because <laughs> it went into place in March, and it was immediately people realized they could do this. So, they started going to the streams where the, the streamers are just tiny little streamers, and they just stream straight up. Triple X porn movies <laughs> where they where, where they put up, oh yeah, we're playing Legend of Zelda, and then it's just a straight up triple X movie that they play. Uh, until somebody can we'll shut show them down. you the new adventures <laughs> of Link. Wait till you see my master sword. Uh Hi-ya. <laughs> Oh, so God, obviously, we have gone too long today. <laughs> so obviously, the boost train people hit that, 
and drove it straight up there until suddenly you'd log into Twitch to go, oh, who do I want to watch today? And it's just boobies. So I guess that, that feature's off now. That feature has been turned off <laughs> while they make some adjustments. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably going to put a person into the loop to make sure. To <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it just <laughs> make aside from manually screening. It. Yeah, because I mean that's that's a problem they've always dealt with is that people will put a report out on when somebody's doing like just showing and not just porn, but somebody people are oh yeah I'm playing I'm I'm playing Fortnite and they're showing over the top. I mean, they're wow. just showing a movie. Right, right. So they're using it to do that. While they're saying they're doing something else, something where the algorithms won't grab them. Yes. Until it's reported and somebody manually shuts them down. Mm. So how'd you like that there? I threw in that quick over-the-top reference. Yes. That was, yes. That's right. What happened to that movie? <laughs> um, well, we did get uh, we did get a video game email, so we put it in about yep. this from Jeff K. Jeff K is who wrote us and gave us that YouTube link to the crypto NFT oh, explanation. Yes. You remember that yes. video? Okay, we watched so, we watched yes. that video in Dallas. We did. Now, do you remember the weird little uh, game that was played? Yes, the like stupid little game, the pay to earn game, where the, you get to earn yeah. uh, these items in game. And you can sell them for crypto, right? And it's it was the play, one where like people would like manage other people. Yes, yes. And, and they, they had whale, they had whale sponsors. Yes, and then the whale sponsors got all the money, and they paid you basically indigent, <laughs> indigent servant wages or yeah, um, indentured, yeah, me, indentured servant wages. So <laughs> it's like I played for eighteen hours today, and I yeah. made twenty bucks. Yay! Yes. So, so the so that game Axie Infinity. Hmm. I have a link in the show notes to the news article on this, but that's what Jeff K. emailed us. That play-to-earn crypto game. Apparently, hackers got in and they stole approximately $615 million worth of crypto from it. Here's here's the kicker, Tony. <laughs> it took them almost a week before they realized they'd been robbed. Well, from what I learned from the video we watched, that's probably how long it took to process the transaction. <laughs> And they lost uh, six hundred million of that six hundred and fifteen in pro in, in transaction processing fees. I will say, it was a long video, but it was very informative. I mean, it informed me that I was right in my thoughts that crypto and NFTs are, are, are scams. So I, I was on the right side of that. But it was—I I did enjoy the video. <laughs> it was—it was very long. The um, I actually saw someone on one of the discords I'm in. He had a great little, little, um, oh gosh, what one of those, uh, flow charts to do, you know, yeah. Had, it's like someone had, they were discussing something about the blockchain and that's crypto and NFTs and they're all on the blockchain and this game uses the blockchain. And he goes, Oh, huh. I think I need to pull out my flow chart to determine my, whether or not this project should be, should be used on the blockchain. And <laughs> the flow chart is, do you think you need to put this project on the blockchain? And there's just an arrow down that just goes, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it was. It's like, should this project be on a blockchain? No, no, it shouldn't. There you go. You saw the problem of whether or not you should consider using the blockchain. And it's like, there we go. Uh, never change crypto. Never change. Speaking of never changing, Tony, I think uh, we will plan to be back in a couple of weeks, kind of like we normally 
That's the plan. So for those that want to reach out to us, you can always email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. And I am so sorry to the Instagram people. I made like one post. Mm -hmm. And then- Probably while we were driving down. While we were driving down. And then nothing else. Nothing. I mean, I went like radio silent. I, I apologize. And they've probably for that. been watching. They're probably watching right now. Like they probably they? think refresh, we die. Refresh, refresh. Yeah, it, I, I feel kind of bad about it because I got to thinking about that when we were driving back. I was like, I didn't. Do, and then I, I, I didn't take any pictures. I took like a few score pictures, like four. Mm. I think I took like seven total pictures the entire trip. I mean, we had, we 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 met good people. We did we 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 posed for tons of selfies. It's stuff that would have been great fodder for social media. And I I, I didn't take part in any of it. Apparently, mm. I, I didn't take any pictures. I didn't. But you know what? We had fun. Yep. And that's what's most important. And I hope everyone else had fun too that that showed up. Yeah. But we hope that you enjoy everything else. Yes. Until next time, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.